0: That was a pretty good transition, despite the flub. (laughs) Not bad for a Raider hater, as some of you on Twitter are calling me today.
1: Six years.
0: Yes, six years of a Raider show, and I'm a Raider hater.
1: What you just did is when a wide receiver beats a cornerback and a cornerback is able to recover with some makeup speed, that's what you just did right there.
0: Yes, which I have zero speed, but thank you, (laughs) metaphorically speaking.
1: Metaphorically speaking, of
0: course. I like that. All right. We're back. We're talking about all of this, of course, this news big. We kind of saw the tea. We talked about it yesterday on the show, the tea leaves. We're reading the tea leaves. You don't know what's going on. Uh, Would he play the guaranteed money if he gets injured that goes all the way into 2024? And, and Josh McDaniels, we talked about it in, in, in a show we recorded, actually, for tomorrow that we scrapped now, that was about Josh McDaniels' press conference Monday, where he talked about the fact that they were going to do what was best for the organization. And to me, you and I had said, we talked about it, we said, hey, this means... That has to do with contracts. He mentioned contracts, not just injuries. Of course, we saw Perryman uh, go on um, and Chandler Jones go on IR today, so they're done for the season as well. But but the decision here is not just based on Derek Carr's play. It is. He mentioned it in the clip I played you at the top of the show. But it also has to do with that contract.
1: It's a practical decision. That's why I said nothing is definitive, though it seems more likely than not they're going to move on from Derek Carr. I've said, and you can rewind the tape of the previous shows. I've said, regardless of what happens with Derek Carr, I'm drafting the quarterback. Now, there, again, there are people out there who are telling me Raiders aren't interested in drafting a quarterback because they read a report from some other writer or reporter. I don't think they know yet for sure what they're going to do. I'm just going to say that. But right. regardless of what I would do, I would draft a quarterback. You're, you're drafting in the top 10. If you like a quarterback, get that quarterback, right? But... Again, this is a practical move. They, they obviously have their options open. This is to protect their car's health, to protect the trade value. So that's that's where we are right now if you're taking it one step at a time.
0: Well, and again, listen, we talk to fans, right? You guys watch the show, and I say it. And it's not just pandering. I believe you're the best fans in all of football and all of sports. But the front office of a football team does not make decisions like a fan. There's not that emotional tie to it. OK, so so sometimes these things happen and I see fans reaction and we understand it. I don't begrudge them for having it because I'm a fan, too. I talk about it. Right. Um, and, and you get upset. So, so I get it. Uh, in this case, though, you have to make the moves that are right for your organization. And that and that's what they're doing here, because, listen, if Derek Carr was a third year quarterback or a fourth year quarterback, um, he would have been benched right? There, there's no reason not to the final two games of the season. You, what you've been doing hasn't worked. been working on offense for the most part over the last four weeks. So why not try something different, okay? I mean, it happens all the time. We see guys get benched all the time. Um, even Dak Prescott gets benched for a, a, a series, even when he's playing mediocre to, to better. And so, so it can happen anywhere. But I do think, Mo, that in this situation – uh, the Raider fans, they want stability, right? So many fans have, have messaged me over the por- course of the past few days saying, man, I just don't want another 20 years of bad quarterbacks. And I keep saying, and I want you to check me on this, Mo, is it, I understand people's frustration with Josh McDaniels. With Dave Ziegler, though, I saw somebody get really critical. Well, he didn't bring anybody in, and he didn't do this, and he didn't do that. And I thought to myself, well, geez, he, he's had one opportunity. He'd had no first-round picks. He brought in Devontae Adams. OK, and then he brought in Chandler Jones. I know he didn't play well the first half of the season, but he came on towards the end. He made some other good little moves. So I don't think you can evaluate somebody on nine
1: months. This is where fans are going to push back on your Devontae Adams. And, I, and I've and i gotten this on Twitter, too. They're going to say that Dave Ziegler didn't pull off that trade. It was Devontae Adams who wanted to come to Las Vegas, and that's why yes. he was able to, to do it. But I and and. I've responded to those tweets and i said, well, you still have to put up the, willing to put up the, the draft picks for the deal. You still have to put your stamp approval on the deal. Not to say that a GM would, would not do that, especially when you have his college quarterback, but you you can't just say, oh, that's not, that's not on Dave Ziggler. That's all Devontae Adams manufacturing that. So I agree with you. I, I think you have to give Dave Ziegler some time. I understand the frustration more with Josh McDaniels than Dave Ziegler at this point, because as I said on the previous show, when you blow four 13 plus point leads, <laughs> yeah. that's to me, that's a red flag. Yeah, <laughs> And that's, all, that's, all, that's also on Josh McDaniels. But with, with Ziegler, I would say I want to see what he can do with a full draft class. And, and what I mean by full draft class is a first and second round pick uh in his second year now knowing what his coaching staff now needs and seeing what the team was in 2022 i want to see what he can do as a gm I- i'm really interested to see how it pans out for him
0: yeah and our good friend our dear friend who we love very much just when wendy just reiterated Devonte brought himself yeah he did but again as mo just said wendy you still have to get the deal done you don't just walk in the door and say hey i'm playing here it's not how it happens, right? You still have to give up the capital. You have to do all the contract stuff, just Mo talked about. So I, I just respectfully, because we, you know, we love you, respectfully disagree on that one. Um, but I just don't understand it. What were you expecting? Were you expecting him to come in with 40 all pro players uh, off the street? Um, it's, you have to give it time. And I think that that's where some of these things, and again, we're, we're talking about Derek Carr today, but I also want to talk about some of these, I believe them to be, and people can push back all they want. Um, these false narratives, the false narratives around the defense is the defense really good. No. Has the defense gotten better? Mo, we've talked about this over the last six to eight weeks. This defense, it's not going to be confused with any top 10 defense. Don't get me wrong, but they have improved. You've seen progress. They've held teams to an average of 15.7 points over that time frame. So that's getting better. Not saying they, they don't need to go out and get a bunch of bodies. They do, okay, and they will. But I just feel like people want to make excuses. They want to focus just like all of you who love Derek Carr, who say that he gets too much of the blame. I think you're blaming the coach. And the GM too much too. I just think it's multiple levels of failure. I keep saying this on every show. There's failure at every level, so there's plenty of blame to go around.
1: There was a tweet that I wholeheartedly agree with. A lot of people are are now saying that you know this move feels like it's all it's all Derek Carr's fault, and I just said uh, you know Josh McDaniels is to blame for some of the blown leads. Yeah. I feel like Dave Ziegler deserves some criticism. Remember, we talked about they needed to bolster the trenches, the offensive line, the, the interior of the defensive line. And the contract he
0: gave Waller, to me, was enough to to be angry at him in the first place.
1: Right. So there are, there are reasons to criticize Dave Ziegler on this. Mm-hmm. But Derek Carr, at the end of the day, didn't help himself with his poor play That's... through December. So right. you can look at it and say, yeah, Josh McDaniels is at fault here and there, and Dave Ziegler, you know, put together a faulty roster that wasn't going to succeed anyway. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you throw again, nine interceptions in five games, your completion rate is below 56% in four consecutive games. You have six touchdown passes and seven interceptions in the month of December. You're not helping your cause.
0: No, and, and that's that's a key point to make there, too, which is, uh, and I think our good friend Matt Holder, who I'll, I'm sure we'll have on the show for the draft, um, Matt Holder said, listen, he's a scapegoat for Josh McDaniel's failure. No question. I think there's truth to that, but yeah. he didn't help himself. And, and you look back two years, 45 touchdowns, 47 interception, interceptions, right? So you look at those things, and if Derek Carr had the year he had last year— or a better year than he had last year, like you and I thought in the preseason he would, frankly, um, then he wouldn't be in the position. They would not be thinking of getting rid of him if his touchdown to interception ratio was higher, if his percentage, um, his completion percentage was in the 70s. It just w- Even if they were losing games like before, it wouldn't be happening. So, so that's where you have to look at it and say everybody owns responsibility including the coach, including the GM, including the quarterback. To relieve any of them of responsibility, to me, is, is intellectual dishonesty.
1: What I always tell people is that when a first-year head coach comes in and things don't go as planned, typically that first-year head coach is not going, unless you're Nathaniel Heck and you're absolutely awful, and we know you're awful, and you're an offensive coordinator not head coach. <laughs> but the players are the first to go. If that doesn't work, then you start to see assistants fired, coordinators, position coaches. Then if that doesn't work, then it goes up to the GM. So we're at the first level of correcting our Raider football team, and they're looking at the quarterback position. Because we all know for now, Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. So you can be upset about Josh McDaniels, and I can criticize him, you can criticize him, but Mark Davis has already set the table. He's not going anywhere.
0: Right, right.
1: So if he's not going anywhere, what's the next level of responsibility? fair or not it's on it's on the quarterback.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to say this too because I I know it's hard for fans and for for folks to wrap their head around this, but if you look at this team and how they've played, in my view, in many ways they have been they've played better in spots than they did the last 2 years. And I, and you're going to say, "Wait a minute, the record this is uh, that... Yes, I go back to something you said on yesterday's show, Mo, and that was Josh McDaniel's biggest failure has been game management, hence the, the, the leads that were squandered in the second half. But if you look at times when the team has played really, really well, they've executed and done things that I don't think they did as well under John Gruden even, or under Rich Passaccia on that playoff run. So I know it's hard to look at the game in pieces because we tend as fans to watch the game as a total and then walk away happy or sad, but in total... I see a lot of improvement. Look at the improvement on the offense. That patchwork offensive line, no two guys in the media have been harder on that offensive line than you and I have been, okay? But look at the progress they made on the second half of the season. It's pretty dang good. There's good coaching there. So I'm not saying the play calling is always great, but clearly there's some good coaching happening. We saw Mac Hollins, who came and did pretty well at times as well. We saw other improvements there too, Mo. So... When we talk about bad coaching, I, to me, it's more bad game management than it is get bad coaching. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Bad game management. Uh, I would question the halftime adjustments as well. That's the sure. only way you're, you're sure. losing those But that's game leads.
0: management to me.
1: Right. It, it's just, I guess it's just a specific sector of it. But yeah. Yeah. I guess the, the question now I would ask is, how do the players in the locker room feel about this move? Because remember, good point when it comes to free agency, right? These players are looking as we do. These players are, have their livelihoods at stake. They want to make money. Some of them, someone want to win football games. Someone want to make money and win football games. free agents now coming into this 2023, are they looking at the Raiders as a destination where I can go and win football games? And I think that's a, a big question to ask if you're moving off from Derek Carr, what's your plan? Because. You have to have a quarterback plan that's going to attract guys to come there if they want to win football games. If their is to win, you have to be able to attract guys to come there. And that goes back to my point about Devontae Adams. I understand Devontae Adams was a Raider fan growing up, but what if the Raiders had Davis Mills as a quarterback? (laughs) And the Raiders decided to get, let's say the Raiders did not decide to um, give Derek Carr his extension. They said, we'll we'll see a little Derek Carr. We're going to roll with Jared Stidham as our starter. Do you think yeah. Devonta Adams still comes to Las Vegas to play for the Raiders? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So you got to give part of that, part of that, you have to give credit to the organization for what they did, bringing Devonta, getting Devonta Adams there. Now, I know a lot of people are now afraid that Devonta Adams may leave now that it looks like Derek Carr's on the out. I'm still the belief that he understands as a business. Now, I know sure. Matt not had tweeted this from The Athletic. He said, part of the reason Devonta Adams left is because he wasn't sure about the longevity of Aaron Rodgers in green Bay. He wanted stability. So of course that is a concern. Now that it seems like Derek Carr's on the out, right? What I would say to that is what you do, what I would do as a GM or a head coach is I would sit down and have a conversation with Devonta Adams. Look, he brought you here. We gave you an extension, made you one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. We're moving on from Derek Carr. I noticed your buddy, but look, we got a plan. And I think yeah. at this point as a GM, you have to be a salesman. So you're right. you're selling your plan.
0: You have to resell them on the whole concept.
1: Right. You have to resell them on what your long what your short term and your long term plan is. Yeah, we're not gonna have Derek Carr, but this is what we have in mind. Right. And you have to sell that to him. And I think that's an underrated aspect of being a GM is selling your team. You have to do it to the players who are on your team who may be disgruntled, and you have to do it to attract free agents or guys you're trying to trade for. And I think that's that's going to be another focus in this offseason.
0: Yeah, and listen, um, I think th- I think the whole Devontae Adams narrative is just overblown by people. And I and I ta- when I was talking to Adrian again from from eleven forty to bed. I told him, "Listen, we've all worked with people that I, I mean that were close friends, and they for whatever reason leave the job or they're asked to leave the job or whatever. And am I going to up and quit my job because my buddy left? No, not always. If you have a family to support. Now, I think it all comes down to your point, which is." What is the plan for the future? If Devontae Adams doesn't buy into the plan for the future, then trade him. He, he, you can get two first round draft picks, maybe. So I'm not saying I want Devontae Adams outside of Vegas. I'm just saying if he's not on board, okay, Sarah Sarah. It's time to go. We'll get on. We we can't, you can't, you can't hold your team back because you want to keep one player. It doesn't Scott, work we, that way.
1: Sky, will say this though. From a fan perspective, that it is hurts. the doomsday scenario. I know you it lose, is you lose you lose the quarterback who's, who's been your stable guy for nine years, and you lose arguably the best wide receiver in the league. That would be viewed I, as one of the worst off seasons a correct. team could have.
0: And that's what I said earlier, though. <laughs> I said I said for season ticket holders, for longtime mm-hmm. fans, yep. for revenue, because remember mm-hmm. NFL is an entertainment business, folks. Yep. They care about the dollar. And it would be an awful move. And I'm not saying they should or that I'd like them to do that. In fact, I think they need to do everything to move that offense. If Derek Carr has gone, yes, you might have a high rookie draft pick coming. You might have another quarterback coming. But Devontae Adams is the leader of that offense then. He is the guy. He is the veteran. He is the focus of that offense. And so he's the guy in the locker room that is the leader. So if that's the case... Then you, you know this. But if, if they're moving towards moving on from Derek Carr, Mo, they've thought this through and they've maybe not had that conversation yet because they haven't decided. But when they get ready to make that decision, he's the guy they got to get buy in from uh, and, and, and it'll have a huge impact on what they decide to do.
1: Yeah, that's the first. I mean, you go to your captains and you have you have an in-depth conversation with your captains about the direction of your football team. I mean, as a GM and head coach, that's that's part of your job. You have to communicate with your with your guys in the locker room, who are going to then send that message that you send to them to the guys that are going to follow in their lead. So, correct. If Derek Carr is not in the fold, Devontae Adams is your your obvious captain, your leader of that locker room, and you have to get him to buy in first. Now, a lot of people said Devontae Adams should just choose not to play, and I think that's <laughs> that's that's throwing a temper tantrum.
0: Well, not only like that, Mo, like, like
1: but before people, you start, but you, yeah, yeah. you you make the decision. Now you go to Las Vegas, you go to the Las Vegas Raiders, knowing nothing is guaranteed. I know Derek Carr has a no trade clause, but with the out in his contract and possibilities, there's so many possibilities that can happen. You understand that there is a business and Derek Carr may not be around for the long term. You Correct. hope that you made the right decision in your stability, but there's a possibility that there is no stability for you.
0: Correct. Now. The other thing though, well, first of all, we're going to take a quick break for those of us, uh, those of us, for those of you listening on audio, thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching us on video, by the way, I know some of us, some of you watch on video only, and thank you for that. We love you guys on YouTube. I wish I could keep up with the chat. It's going by so fast, Mo. I can't even pick stuff out. So hello to everybody who said hello to us that I haven't been able to say hello to. Hi, everyone Um,
1: that hates... That hates my takes and loves my takes. Appreciate you the same. <laughs> you're tuning in, so that's good.
0: But if you're on there, even if you're on YouTube, just subscribe to the audio podcast. It helps us out significantly, uh, so we appreciate that. Even if you don't listen to the audio and you just watch the video, just download it anyway. Uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscription and the notifications bell. We're going to take a quick break for the audio folks. And for the video folks, hold on. We'll be right back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Mo and Scott talking Derek Carr, Derek Carr talking an eventful day in Raider Nation. Don't go anywhere.